0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. It's no secret that the Obamacare repeal and replace is having a problematic rollout. Uh, You know you're in trouble when Senator Lindsey Graham suggests that a better deal might be the collapse and replace. Just let the Obamacare system collapse first because the legislation you're working with is in such bad shape. But it's got me thinking, this can't be the first piece of legislation to have problems in its early days. And so we go, as always, to our expert on all things, well, well all expert things, on all things. all things. Philip Terzian, who in, by day, literary editor for the Weekly Standard, by night, uh, knower of things. So give me an example from American history of a piece of legislation that had this kind of trouble out of the gate.
1: Well, you could almost start with the Constitution itself, which, as you know, was. Um, debated and agreed upon in complete secrecy in uh, 1787, 1788. and then when when it was presented to the public, uh, the public was uh, had uh, mixed the reactions. Underwhelmed. It. I was underwhelmed. Uh, they had to uh, include uh, George Mason's Bill of Rights to make it palatable. They had to uh, get wait, a- wait 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 wait
0: wait. You telling me that the Bill of Rights was essentially like the managers, amendments that we're going to see for the Obamacare yes. plan to get it out of house, something that they had to add at the end to get the votes. Well, it's,
1: you know, as, as, uh, Bismarck said about legislation, you know, it's like watching sausage being made. It's not a pretty sight, <laughs> And, and, and in fact, of course they had to get, uh, our friend Alexander Hamilton and John Jay and James Madison to write their famous federalist essays to try and whip up. I mean, if, you know, to the extent in 1789 <laughs> when you could carry on public campaigns right. like that. Uh, to 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 win public support so it's been a problem ever since and I would argue that one of the problems with however you want to call it Obamacare reform is that it's it's it was produced under public pressure, which is always dangerous. They feel they have to roll it out tomorrow because the press and everybody else is standing there stamping their feet. And when are you going to produce? And it doesn't always I mean, I'm I'm a little friendlier to the Paul Ryan bill than some (laughs) people are. However, that's always, you know, when when the calm deliberation is is upended, Mm -hmm. you pay the price.
0: But there's also another argument that says That when people are in a moment of change, you've had a change of administrations, a change of direction, which we've certainly had from President Obama, President Trump, that that's the moment you need to take a big, bold step. Uh, Has there been another attempt on health care? A big, bold step that didn't work out?
1: Believe it or not, there was in our <laughs> lifetime. And by amazing coincidence, it involved the person who President Trump defeated in the election. I mean, the the Hillary Clinton uh, rollout right. in 1993 was another example. It, it Once again, it w- I mean, it was particularly bad because the whole package was produced in secret in the White House. She brought in her friends like Ira Magazine or, you know, deliberately excluded Republicans deliberately excluded academics who, who had different views. There were even Republicans on the side, liberal Republicans on the sidelines, like Senator Chafee of Rhode Island, who wanted to work with the White House to produce some kind of bipartisan, and he was sure. brushed off. So, And lest we forget, uh, I mean, the bill was introduced. It there was. Work, it was. In fact, uh, the First Lady testified oh, um, right. before the House Committee um, on it, and lest we forget the the bill of course finally died of its own weight and and uh, problems but it was during the time when both houses of congress were uh, dominated by president clinton's party
0: so the democrats had big majorities to work with and they still couldn't move forward on Hillary Care's attempt at healthcare.
1: Exactly. And there I mean to be sure there was a massive public uh, opposition to it and a well-funded uh, campaign sure. to undermine it uh, which included among other things your friend and mine Bill Crystal who who uh, used his fax machine to brilliant effect <laughs> in that period marshaling public support against uh, Hillary. And he
0: had Harry and Louise
1: over at Big Pharma. They, they did their part. God <laughs> bless them. Uh,
0: give us another example of a legislative uh, movement that's had as much trouble early on as the Obamacare. PO.
1: Well, I can think of two that that were, you know, egg was left on faces. One was a now forgotten, but at the time, spectacular episode. And once again, it was it was in that first hundred days, sort of thinking, uh, President Reagan tried to uh, uh, tried to reform Social Security around the edges, and one of the ways he planned to do this was, and he was persuaded to do this by his budget director, David Stockman, was he proposed uh, changing Social Security so that people who were planning to retire early, at age sixty-two or whatever, would pay a substantial penalty. And this meant, of course, that millions of senior citizens or close to senior citizens had to quickly rethink their retirement. And it was just a disaster. And um, the White House under uh, the White House chief of staff, James Baker, tried very hard to uh, 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 distance Reagan from the whole. he, He had the Health and Human Services Secretary, Richard Schweiker, announced the plan and they quickly distanced themselves from it. And it Collapsed uh, in a huge uh, balloon uh, full of some substance after a week or two, and it was just a.
0: And Social Security, like health care, tends to uh, inspire non-productive legislative efforts. Don't forget George W. Bush when he was reelected in 2004. He said, my number one priority, in addition to the war on terror and the war in Iraq, et cetera, is going to be to save entitlements through reform. And he gave several speeches, and he stumped around the country, and basically nobody. I (laughs) don't— Nobody even lifted an eye to glance at him up in Capitol Hill. Well, like, the,
1: have fun, George. And that was that. Well, it was buying into that hundred days business. Right. There is this sense that, you know, you have the you have the the the, the votes, you have the, the consensus now is the time to strike right. and you have to do it within you know before uh, February 15th or whatever and at the moment social security reform was a nullity as a political issue so yes uh, bush didn't get anywhere with it and the other thing is if you go back a decade or two decades rather the consequence of reagan's catastrophic rollout was he then in a, enter into a kind of bipartisan remember he established a commission oh, with right, Tip O'Neill right, to right. reform social security. So oftentimes these things have unintended Now, do you have one more for us? And does it involve the compromises of either 1820 or 1850? Well, it's the compromise of 1937, Ah, I would say. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt had just been reelected, carried every state except Maine and Vermont. He felt he had a mandate, and he did. Um, But he noticed that a lot of his New Deal legislation was being uh, nullified by the Supreme Court. So he introduced a Court reform package, <laughs> which meant the the sh- the short uh, version of it is that justice it, justices over seventy would have to be replaced or not replaced, but supplemented with another justice ah. in order to carry the heavy burden of the caseloads. <laughs> the Supreme Court, as you know, was characterized as nine old men who were thwarting sure. the, the New Deal. And there's some argument, there's some truth to that. The problem is that it was a bridge too far, even for the Democrats in Congress. Who So how this. many
0: Supreme Court justices would we have had if... FDR's plan had gone through.
1: Well, at the time to- I I'd have to go back and think about it. Of course, people live longer. We'd now have a Supreme Court that's double its <laughs> present size if not more. Um, but there was a it was an enormous I mean it, it was the classic thing Ro- Roosevelt he had the mandate. He he introduced the right. legislation early in his second term. Um, and it lasted for several months. It was long, rancorous, but he just, in the end, uh, as his vice president, Garner, told him, he just didn't have the votes in the Senate for it, and it collapsed, and it it really spoiled, uh, to some degree, the balance of his term legislatively.
0: And I think that it's uh, a marker that people often use who were unhappy about the approach of the New Deal to show that it was about power, because that's, to me, looking, You know, as I listen to people debate, the FDR years. A lot of people point out that his models were really these kind of a, a, a authoritarian economy, managing people. Not that he was a fascist at all, but you know the, the Mussolini sure. model was from the top down. We will you know make everything work, and that meant grabbing power. Other people say, of course, it was a tough time. Somebody needed to act. He saved democracy from it. I mean, uh, capitalism from himself. But uh, well, it, of course,
1: there's the famous joke um, because shortly after this whole debacle. Uh, The Supreme Court had a major New Deal case and one of the justices, Justice Owen Roberts of Pennsylvania, uh, voted with the administration on this. Um, which, of course, led to the line, a switch in time saves nine. (laughs) And Roosevelt was happy with the outcome. And So so both sides won in a curious way.
0: Uh, Thanks so much for uh, reminding us that this is not the first time legislation has started off with a bad direction. Every example you gave us, that legislation did not succeed. I think that's interesting. And so we'll see if the Obamacare appeal is different. We appreciate your time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. You can find all of our podcasts at weeklystandard.com, and then there's a little podcast button. i got a better idea, though. Just go to iTunes, search Weekly Standard, and you can subscribe to our podcast right there, and they will automatically appear in your iPhone, iPad, etc., including our weekly visit with Bill Crystal, the aforementioned, and the Crystal Clear podcast. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Michael Graham.